so beautiful so that was a couple songs from our beloved Jai Love from Roadkill Cafe this is an ohm from Pennsylvania behind me next uh, today is the first day of a vision council so I thought that I would play backwards ohm I would play backward move, backward zone. That was cute. Um, Patch is explaining what Vision Council means to him. Uh, or Patch, that is. That's what I'm going to play. I played it once before, but it got cut off on the recording, and I thought today was a good day to play that. Think of Vision Council with the question where? Where is it? Where? But I also wonder um, why? How? So we could ask all the W's where, when, that's fairly easy sometimes. Who, that's really, that's nice enough, but it says it in the place of all people. Uh, how, why, why, I guess, the silent night. This is the thing about the Rainbow Gathering. There aren't very many things about the Rainbow Gathering. A lot of things happen in the summer, a lot of things One thing that Rainbow Gathering individuals all over the world, 50 people, 
That is a non-sectarian center. You changed a lot of people. But I'm wondering how much of this able to be brought to more people. One of the ways that I would down to the rainbow gathering what might be hours to build that faith that it gives us faith to build able to silence This is Henry the Fiddler in Pennsylvania 2010 now. It's not a gathering without hearing Henry the Fiddler.
And he had a little lamb. That was a rainbow way from Henry the Fiddler. <laughs> um, did you want to read your poem now? or? Okay. Uh, we need some poetry. Here's a, a beautiful poem written by Orhal Kaufman. <laughs> okay. And after that, I, I want to play some some jokes from Marcus Meadow and from Wisconsin 2019, Tickling Tales and Jokler Jokes, okay. and maybe find some other stories. And we might hear from William. Uh, he might call in and read some of his poems live on air. And if anyone wants to call live and, and contribute anything, the number is 415-550-0511. So the, this comes from uh, Warhol Coffin's going to read a poem. That comes from a book called Sweet Wolverine, which is a compilation. 2930. A wish list for hurtling through space, semi-alone. A blanket. Because sometimes it gets cold. Your phone may not work out there. Bring a book. Something to burn in your heart on the lonely nights. Your elders and our ancestors. One dark inked permanent marker. No excuses whatsoever. Bring some totem of this life you remember. An artifact of what preceded this casual oblivion. Bring an orange, if you can find one. Bring all this and more. No jewelry. No extra clothing. No Bible to protect you. And no gun. Walk bravely. Perhaps someone will meet you there. Page 84. And just a friendly piece of advice. If you don't want someone to steal your lighter, put a swastika on it. All right. Now I'm going to play a recording from Wisconsin 2019, Tickling Tales and Jokler Jokes from Marcus Meadow. And he had a little lamb. A hunter shot it dead. It goes with her to school each day between two hunks of bread. Now Mary has a little lamb, a little bread, and a little jam. Funny the first time. That's the second. <laughs> Mary had a little watch. She swallowed it one day. So the doctor gave her castor oil to pass the time away. Castor oil, it did not work. Time it would not pass. You need to know how late it is. Just look up Mary's ass. Yeah. Philosophy. A tree falls in the woods and there's no one around us to still make a sound. If a man speaks in the woods and there isn't a woman present, is he still wrong? <laughs> in her mind, yes. <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one around to hear it and it kills your wife, should you still hide the chainsaw? And yell. 
There's a lot of uh, widow makers around here. You don't even need a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Just a good push. <laughs> we'll start out slow. Horse walks into the bar. Bartender says, why the long face? Blind man walks into the bar. Said, ouch. <laughs> Dyslexic walks into the bra. <laughs> I'm at the bottom here. That's yeah. No, I better quit while I'm still behind. Thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna play another song again. This is Dirt Road Rock Stack, Shanti Cena Skillshare song from our friend Salty. <laughs> I turned on the dirt road at the rock stack. Where rainbows gathered on the land. So I had picked up barefoot and hitchhiker. Can. They told me three times. Peacekeeper. Yo, shall to see me. Need a peacekeeper. Yo, shall to see me. Need a peacekeeper. Yo, shall to see me. Fire. Run the laws for the fire. 
first set. Spring back for peace. Okay, that was Chantasina from Salty. It was uh, Dirt Road Rock Stack, Chantasina Skillshare song. I want to do an episode about Chantasina and what it means and get people to call in and talk about it sometime. 
maybe find some good Shantasina stories um, from the old, way, old always race. But this song is uh, from the mountain, Nomad Mountain um, Outlaws, I think it's called. But they're a, they're a rainbow band. Um, I'm gonna play. They're doing a cover of Delta Bound.
Pick up your car and your bandana. Your name ain't suitcase. Your name's Amanda. You haven't bathed since you left Montana. Cause you're in the train with anarchy. Outside of Boston, you said my nuptials were fucking awesome. We dumpstered pizza and bought us space bags. Cause we're into trains and anarchy. You got a I was sitting in a hobo jungle when I overheard some old heads telling their tales About the glory days and the things they'd done while riding on the fearsome rails And the stories they told were the kind of tales that ain't never gonna leave my head One after another with their spirits high, you wouldn't believe what they said Well, I did backflips in the middle of a hurricane while riding on an oil tank Rode a junker train into an army complex and rode out with the corporal rank And while riding through the Santa Fe tunnel on an open box car, wrestled me a bear Juggled chainsaws on that FEC while breathing the floor So I drank me another and I leaned in closer as the story started heating up. 
But I dared not sit with these big dogs still for I was but a railroad pup And the stories got swift and crazy as the men got fire in their eyes And the stories that they told from this point on would lay any to their demise Well, I fought off fifteen bulls in the Baldwin yard with my hands tied behind my back Caught a train on the fly going 45 with 38 40s in my pack Made up a pot of noodles in a unit unseen while the engineer was there And by the way, I held back on that story before I was wrestling fifteen bears So if you're a hop trains kid and you think you got a story, well, you best just save your breath. Cause when it comes to railroad memoirs, I've heard the best of the best of the best. These old heads got a tale for every line and every single yard. So if you want to impress me nowadays, well, it's going to be mighty hard. Unless you hop through Alaska in the dead of winter in shorts with no sleeping bag. Or you laid your eyes on every single one of Bozo Texino's tags. Or you snuck into an auto carrier and rode away in a Lincoln Town car. If your stories don't match the old heads, kids, you must save them for the ball.
Okay, we have a caller in. Uh, George from Mexico has something he wants to say. Hello. 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 You're on air at Mutiny Radio. Uh, you said you have I a message. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Hello. Hello? Yeah, hold on. Hold on, please. Okay. Can you speak a little bit louder? Uh, yeah, is that better? Can you hear me? Eh? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can't really hear you. Okay. Look, I want to send a message to somebody if I can. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's Monday? Hello, Spanish. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Ah, you don't speak Spanish, right? Uh, no, but you can say it in Spanish if you need to say it in Spanish. No, I just, uh, well, no, I speak English too, but I just want to send a message to my mother. Because I'm over here on my familia. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. We can all hear you. You're yeah. live on air right now. Yeah, I'm in my familia and I want to send a message to my mother. If I can. You can. Go ahead. I can't hear you. Can I? Yes. Well, can I say it right now or when? Yeah, you can say your message right now. You're on air right now. Can you hear me? Okay. Mare, les quiero mandar un saludo y la quiero mucho. Y ya sabes que la extraño mucho. Yo es mi nieta y la quiero mucho, madre. I love you, mom. Y tú sabes que estamos en Manzanillo, Colima. La amo, madre. Y a todos mis hermanos también. Y a todos mis hermanos. Oh, my brother, I love them and I miss them. And I love them. I love you, mom. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank Bye. you for calling in. What? Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's, it's on. It's on. It's on air right now. Ah, thank you. You know me, cause we always call this this number. You know what I'm saying? In this radio station, but cause we live out here by the beach. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to see my girl was was doing all this thing. You know what I'm saying? She wanted to fucking send a message to my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Walking, you know, enjoying the rain, everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is Mutiny Radio, and we have uh, free speech, so you can call in and say whatever you, whatever you want on this show. Yeah, well, I want to thank you, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you for calling in. But, but don't hang up, don't hang up, don't hang up. Hola, I, have to, I have to hang up because there's a, a lot of bad noise and we have to in the show. Is that part of the message? Alright, thank, thank you for calling in. Amante, viene a de los viejitos. Como si me estoy todo bien. Es que... 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 Es
right, thank you for calling in from Mexico. I'm going to have to get off the line now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We're going to have to end the call now and go back to our other programming. Thanks for calling in and sending out your message. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, have a great day. Okay. That was cool that uh, we had a caller in. If anyone else wants to call in, the phone number is 415-550-0511. He just spent, sent a message out to his mother. I hope that gets to her. I hope she listens to Mutiny Radio. And uh, next I'm going to play. Um, I saw this. All right, cool. That kind of threw me off track a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Um, I'm just gonna play another Jai song until I find the thing about Standing Rock I wanted to play.
Okay, that was uh, another um, <clears throat> Jai Love song. You can find his music on SoundCloud under Folk Roots with his Z, J, Folk Roots J. He's got a lot of uh, really good stuff. So I found this recording from Oregon 2017 from Tenali's archives. Thank you again, Tenali, for letting me um, play your your archives on here. And this is uh, about Standing Rock, and I, I think it's a, a good thing to play since they the Supreme Court stopped um, the Dakota Access Pipeline, um, finally. Shout out to the Black Snape Killers, Minnie Wachoni. of the award for uh, world peace and they wanted to acknowledge the rainbow family that you all are part of that that award that's been recognized by the world for world peace so give yourself a round of applause share something with you to acknowledge you look around this land right here and the spirits of this land our ancestors but also the caretakers of this land it is that what we're all about right now taking care of the land there's also a spirit that watches over the land his name is Benitum Bigfoot he's a protector of the land very special song that I shared over there at Standing Rock, the Sacred Stone. It was really beautiful because everybody started to sing the song together. And with that one heart, one mind, and one spirit, we brought some good medicine to help protect the people. So at this time, I'm going to share this song with you. You're welcome to join in the song. And at the end of the songs, I lift this drum up and our prayers up. And you guys out there who wanted to whoop around, you guys are all welcome to do that. Let's send our prayers up. Let's send that energy up. You look at that beautiful moon as it comes. That creator is watching over us tonight. This love that's here with us right now. I'm really thankful, brothers and sisters. My first rainbow gathering. And I'm really My boy and my girl, Stretcher Oops and Saya, they also were with me at Standing Rock. And they were the dogs that they ran across the bridge and they peed on the dapple 
South Dakota, I thought it went good together.
Interstellar spiders, dragons made of steel, glassy whales upon the outer limits of galactic wind, breathe in the ether, I turn to stone for all I care. Cerberus haunts me. Even in the paradise of this land, even in the woods of remembered ceremony, even when the New England wind whispers in my ears, all I feel is the doom of impermanence. When I die, fuck it. I want those great alien beasts to eat me, because at last I might have the real, the unstoppable, the irreplaceable peace. All hail the interstellar spider. She feasts upon the faces of the damned. She cleanses our terrestrial race of pain. Steel dragons do the same through the travel time, banjo, freight train, wild-eyed geriatric vortex. <laughs> Haunting humpback whales swallow planets like krill made of sand glass from aeons beyond your eyes. And oh, your eyes, how they melt into my chest like slave chocolate and swamp coolers. This is the realest thing I could write. I wish I could write you a love poem. I wish I could say that the dandelions are a symbol of it. I wish I could romance you with candles and picnics under the stars. I can't. I see light in your eyes as heaven, but the words take away her glorious magic, and it dims upon the ineffable. I want to say that you would be the one for me, but that's a lie. We, together, are the one for her ungovernable wind. That is the truth. What's it matter how we separate when across the gulf of time we touch hands and bodies in the lagoon of never? Never ever will we smell each other again. That love shouldn't be spoken, for it is unkind to you. Meanwhile, the asphalt interstate tells me to roam hills populated by tomahawk killers and the sons of knots. That's poetry from Austin, Boston, and uh, that was... A recording from the Vermont 2016 gathering. What a beautiful green gathering. That's a goat milk. Goat cheese. <laughs> and maple syrup. So the next thing I'm going to play <laughs> is uh, also from Vermont 2016. These all came from Tenali's um, uh, Sounds of the Rainbow um, podcast. He does Muddy Boots. This is a... Uh, this is a recording from <laughs> from Diamond Dave. I feel like I need to throw that in there because you can't have a gathering without hearing Diamond Dave. And plus, he has a radio station, radio show here at the station. 30th anniversary of Summer of Love. 67, 77, 87. That must be 97. Almost solstice. Here at the end of hate, where the park begins, three decades of down the line. Around me, small-time drug dealers. Hangers in and hangers out. Golden Gate Kid Campers. Undercover cops. Food not bombs. Diggers of today. Serving vegan soup and cats as day-old bagels. Saying get in a loop and have some soup. No time to frown. Time to chow down. Food not bombs is a key. And the food we have is always free. Dancing sideways down the river now time. My, my. That summer of love. That summer of the summer of bud. Serving free food to draft dodgers, AWOL sling of the war, a young, uh, long haired urban guerrillas, come who may. The free frame of refer reference, the communicated nation company, seeds of the underground press, and no joke, lots of good smoke. And the digger slogan, 1% free, returns to the community. Screaming awake from the American dream, four generations, beatniks, hippies, punks, skins, rappers, rastas, four to three generations. Freewheeling, freestyling, and free-flowing in the millennium. Transcending all past categories. Welcoming all cool folk out here on the cutting edge. 
A simple note, his name unspoken, rehearses the pause before returning to the thought he carries on. The sound so sure, the moment so true, becomes the driving force. It clears the mind and hopes to find company on its course. The second's end becomes our friend, for the dawn will carry on the joyful sound of birth's rebound, those dreams sleeping in his song. Mm. <laughs> I only have one more poem memorized. This one is more simple because I wrote it as a when I was still in school. The the last one was about fifteen, I don't know, years old or so. But this one is older than that, so it's more childish. It's called summer. The other one is a simple note. Summer, I love the woods come springtime, and the smell of budding vine. Taste of summer late at night. Sun at noon shines so bright, shining down on my skin. Summer warms me deep within. That was Angela, and that was um, two poems and a simple note in summer from Vermont, uh, 2016. This is says, uh, "Wake up, human, New Mexico, 2009." Um, it's a song. Okay, cool. Now I know. <laughs>
the shape of your body curved like stretched rubber bands about to snap like fingers. Then the way you push, pull, rot, and grab me and slam yourself into me on top of, underneath, on all sides, surround me, encase me in you. Mummified, interred in your bones, eternity smiles for you, dying. 
and then resurrection. Raised from the void, I'm birthed, and the whole world is born with me. When you raise yourself off me, pull out away from beyond, releasing me to the wind-blown stars that seem to make it lines across the forest of my eyelids. <clears throat> and I picture your eyes. When I lick you so passionately, lifting you, rich your teeth, clench your jaw, wanting, longing, lusting, screaming from each one of your dilated pores. Ow! Ow! Opening yourself up to let in the divine sensation you want, you need, you long for, till I crush my face into you. My tongue, lips, mouth, backed by all the weight of my lead-based metallic love, hunger for you, juicy, sweet, salty, and <laughs> And when I taste your pressing hips, it makes me grow, and I know I could own the world, tightrope walk between the towers of Bangkok and Seattle, paint the entire Gobi Desert and dance with Flames shooting out of Hawaiian volcanoes that are presently creating the new stone the world is made of. But instead, all I want is you. I want to smell you. I want to hear you sing passionate praises in tongues forgotten by mere mortals. I want to taste you, filling my lungs with liquid. I want to see you. Your eyes searching the back of your skull for God and finding her electric blue lightning exploding between us. I want to touch you. I want to wrap the whole known universe in swimming, silky hue. I want to touch you like that. That was David I'm from Colorado 2006. I believe that's the poetry circle that Diamond Dave has on the 5th of July at... Um Granola Funk Theater. Oh man, I miss the theater. <laughs> I'm missing the gathering right now. Um, that's for sure. Uh, this is Garrick Beck with a story from the Rainbow Article. Oracle. Wisconsin 2019. Of the Rainbow, when we were spreading the invitation, because you didn't get a ticket, you got an invitation. You didn't get a, a pass. You didn't get a laminate. You got an invitation. Everybody was invited. Everybody in the whole world was invited. And as we were spreading this invitation, before the first gathering, people would say, oh, yeah, and this and this and this about council. Oh, we take in that information. We'd meet somebody else. They'd say, oh, yeah, and this and this and this about performance centers in the woods not run by giant media companies. And somebody else would say, oh, this and this and this about workshops, about learning, or this and this and this about uh, kid film. And we took in all this information. And we could do this all, all over. And we saw we should print this book, this booklet, The Rainbow Oracle. And in the center of it, absolutely nothing. Printed 5,000 copies of this booklet, and in, people got it, and they looked inside, and they opened it up to the mid-page, and there was nothing there. They said, I got a misprint. No, it was just like the silence. <laughs> At the center of the rainbow, there's the open blank pages in the middle that are for you to fill in. Your vision sees most perfectly. Now, the part before that, first half, of the book is all about the visions and stuff for the gathering, uh, the, the stuff for the kid village, the stuff with uh, the, uh, the stages in the woods, with the councils, with Tom. 
And the second half of the book, everything else. It was stuff about solar power. It was stuff about uh, um, community gardens. It was stuff about um, children's Children. So that's what I came up here to tell you to begin with. It had stuff about children in schools, and it had stories for kids. And this is a story from Rainbow Oracle. Once was a young girl who found a wand that had been lost by a magician. With it. Made a magic horse. And she went around. She rode from her own little house around the downtown. She waved to people. And then she rode around where the orchards were and the berry fields. And she rode around to the pastures. And she rode over to the forest. She went way high up into the she could look down at the town and the people looked tiny like. And she looked down at them and they continued to climb up higher and higher to the part of the mountains where it gets really rocky. And when they could go no further, the horse spread its wings. Flew over earth. Came over the great water. Two. Land of Telnot, which is where the magician lived. Mm -hmm. And he pulled them in with chimney smoke. Ah. <laughs> Landed before him. You. You may keep the horse. And she did. All right, that was uh, Garrick Beck telling a story of the Rainbow Oracle. And um, that recording was taken in Wisconsin 2019. Um, thanks for listening to the Always Free podcast. This is my Rainbow Away from Rainbow. It's the last day of the gathering, and people are vision counseling right now to see where they're going to go next year. And I'm going to play you out with the Dance Chronicles of. G-Funk Collective. And up next we have Bughouse Square at Muni Radio. Thanks for tuning in.
underscores. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's an acronym. Our show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Give me an L. Give me a W. L. What is that? W. L. Give me an F. A. L. F. Give me an L. L. O. So actually, we're just going to watch a movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. And it just really floats your boat. We would love it for you to subscribe to our podcast. Our name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, give me an L. L. Give me a W. Give me a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, damn it. That's the second time. Didn't I tell you the rules? I have to start all over. Listen, the reason the multiple for me is that the first time it's... All right, anyway... So what we were going to do is that you're going to listen to the podcast and watch a movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching The Jerk 2. It is The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, 1984, in parentheses. We like... Oh, I never... Yeah. We like the publisher Deranged Visions. If you search for The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, you will find Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984... Publisher Deranged Visions, or, or channel, I should say. Well, that channel is terrific. This guy really loves movies. And uh, I do see a couple of YouTube channels where not only do they put as many movies as possible, but they kind of make them a matinee because they'll show, you know, they'll post it in a certain time. Uh-huh. So this guy, if you have a couple of movies, check out his uh, the videos on his channel. They're fantastic. Uh, you know what? I'm going to subscribe right now. Click. Wow. It's a loud mouth, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Hey, Carl, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to uh, go ahead and click the link, Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984, from our dear friends, Deranged Visions. Hit pause. Once you get to it, move that slider to the left so you're at zero, zero, zero. We also want you to subscribe to our Twitter feed, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Hello, I'm done. Join us on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, that's, I think that's all the promo I got. We Oh, I should mention, if you don't have the patience to wait for this to drop every Sunday afternoon, evening, on uh, your podcast feed, listen to it first. This show streams first on mutinyradio.fm, thanks to the greatest station manager yes. in the world, Bam Gen- uh, Benjamin. Yes. Bam. And we want you to... 
Before we start the movie, this is our only ad. Go to Venmo and donate money to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio. Okay, so uh, normally uh, I'm actually very excited to bring up uh, a gentleman who will count down. Uh, yeah, Countdown King himself, the maestro of descending numerals. When it comes to multiples of three, he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Paul Brumbaugh, host of the show before us. Paul's not here right now, but will you please welcome in his place the Paul Brumbaugh. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Okay, so, let's get ready to Brumbaugh. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. Alright guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Very excited. Wow, it just go, kicks right off into the credits. Because it's TV, it was for TV. I know. I saw this in 84. This was kind of a special thing. Look at all the stars. Ray Winston, that weird kooky guy. <laughs> now, doesn't he look like the guy, our friend from the Annihilators, Bud the Chud? Yeah, he does look like Bud the Chud a bit. But Like if Marty felt yeah. that Bud the Chud had a baby. I saw Bud the Chud on the TV pilot for the television version of Blazing Saddles. That came out in 1974. Garrett, whatever his name is. So he's been he's been no stranger on television. This was a weird thing. This is one. I I don't really see this happen that as much. Even though we live in a streaming world where movies become TV series. Yes. This is a direct sequel that premiered on television. Right. It's not really a sequel. It's like a reworking of the jerk. It's like a different story. And it was executive produced by Steve Martin. Well, what does that mean? It means he was looking to make a TV, you know, just make some money off of a concept. He didn't have to do anything, you know. And I just want to say that the the song, you know, the theme song, who's that guy who wrote Short People Got No Reason? Oh. Yeah. My dad, Randy Spiegelman. He was big for a short time, and what they were trying to do is bite off that fame by making a song that really sounds like he wrote it. Oh, come on. There must have been another L.A. white guy like Granny Newman. I love L.A. We love it. I'm I'm being ironic. Don't take it at face value. (laughs) Now, this is Navin Johnson, just like the original movie, and he is so dumb... He'll believe anything, and that's what these kids outside the window were saying. They had he was collecting eggs and thanking each chicken individually, and they did a painted softball, and he's like, "You won't believe uh, the egg that just came out of here." And they they put it, you know. Now there's some good writing a story from about the bull, this horrible bull, and how he has nasal congestion. And would you please go blow his nose? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm only laughing because I fell for that once, you know, and I was in Newark, which is the worst part. Now, what was I even thinking about this movie? 
is that he would be so dumb. Now, Steve Martin, he pulled it off. Yeah. But this guy is just like, uh 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 Why do you think Steve Martin pulled it off in The Jerk? He pulled it. He pulled a lot in The Jerk, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> jerk off. Uh, he was what? believable as what a dummy, you, you know? Um, what's a good example? Like, the butler comes and says, there are people from charities here. And he's like, no, send them away. There's mu- many people much more deserving than me. And he goes, no, yeah. sir, they want you to give money. And Steve Martin, like, he thinks about it. And he goes, oh, okay. Like, it's believable he's that dumb. This guy doesn't pull it off like Steve did. Gotcha. Also, Steve didn't hang out with children. The Nathan that I know from the theater would not befriend children. Well, there was that one child Bernadette Peters was uh, being the babysitter for. Right, I guess so. Okay, so what? Okay, this guy is Harold, his brother, and we know him from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, right, Lamont. Yeah, um, Shock Cinema, which we saw in the movie Grindhouse, is one of the uh, movie uh, magazines at the at the Big Red or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, had a great interview with him, and he talked about all of his uh, uh, films. Hero is not a, a hero is another word for sandwich or uh-huh. or something like that. Space. That was interesting. It's the Karate a, Kid. Yeah. His name's Larry B. Uh, Scott, 19... and he really is only here in the beginning. Well, he was making he was making some some stardom with Revenge of the Nerds back then, right? Yep. I mean, that was eighty-three. Now, what we learned with the bull is that Naven is very good with animals. Like hostile animals will not attack him. That's what we learned, and that'll play out throughout the movies. Now we're going to learn that he's really good at cards, shuffling them, and like it's right. Like uh, Steve Martin. He was like, um, there's one card missing from the deck. He goes, well, what card is it? And he flips through them and he goes, Ace of Diamonds, and his father produces it. Ah. That's pretty good. Do you think these are stunt hands? Yes, I definitely think these are stunt hands. Look at that shuffling. All right, the queen's in that pile. Fuck. You know, the, the trick to three-card Monty is that you're eventually going to win. So you just keep losing, and then, you you, you know, you let it ride. Oh. And then eventually you'll pick the queen. Yeah. That is sound advice. Here, allow, me, allow me to demonstrate. Now, there was a guy on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood who was Mr. McFeely, the delivery person. And this guy's trying to be Mr. McFeely. Right. He's even, you know, putting on his affect and everything. Right. Well, Pepper's Farm remembers. <laughs> exactly. Now, he just kissed him on the cheek, by the way. He was waiting for right. a letter from his pen pal. Now, he's been pen pals with this girl since the sixth grade. She's out in California. God, this is too much plot. Already, this movie is just like firing at full cylinders. Yes. You know, one, one, one thing about The Jerk is that it, it does it does walk a very thin line between just outrageous and offensive. And, you know, the opening family bit, I don't think 
it's not a question that it can't be done today. I don't think anyone could pull it off. Like they they pulled it off, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's worth to see. Yeah. There's talented actors out there that could be, like, uh, remember that guy we like who was um, Corey something pet detective? No, that wasn't it. Oh, uh, yeah, Jim Carrey. Love no, him. Um, not as good. Jim Carrey could have pulled it off in his uh, when he started. Um, yeah. But uh, there, there's actors out there that could do it. This guy cannot do it. This guy was famous for being on Fridays, if you remember that show. Yes, which, by the way, if you are a streaming meister, you can watch it. You can get Tubi, T-U-B-I, and you can, or Pluto. I think it's one, Tubi or Pluto. Uh -huh. They have the complete season of Fridays. And I watched him on a great episode. So, I, as you know, Fridays was a ripoff of Saturday Night Live, and it had Larry That's true. David, That's fair. And it had Michael Richards. And it was a Los Angeles version. So they aired it live at 8.30 p.m. Los Angeles time. Mm -hmm. And us little kids in the East Coast saw it live at 11.30. I, Andy Kaufman showed up, and he broke character, and he got angry, and he got into a fight with Michael Richards on the stage. And... Uh, there were no one was informed that he was going to do it, and it was a big deal. And it's in the movie Man on the Moon. But what is very little known is that Andy Kaufman returned to Fridays, and on the opening of the third season, which is available on TV, I keep bringing this up because The Jerk Two was on it, and The oh. Jerk Two played a a druggist, a, a pharmacist right. who's kind of popping pills. Yeah, and he's screaming, he's yelling at the Space Invaders machine, and he's like, you know, Michael Richards shows up in drag, and he's going nuts. It ends, there's a commercial break, and Andy Kaufman comes out to present the musical guest, The Pretenders. Uh -huh. And he goes, uh, before I bring him up, I just want to talk about that last sketch. Uh, drugs are bad, they're a crutch, you know, they numb the pain. And he proceeds to talk about drugs, uh, the dangers of drugs, and how that sketch was wrong. So long that they had they never got to the pretenders. They had to cut to the commercials. Oh, boy, that Andy. And somebody yells. Yeah, he goes. Someone goes. Rock and roll. He goes. Yeah, I know it's entertainment, but I just want to be clear. That, you know, drugs are not good. So yeah, Andy Kaufman. And then the pretenders. So my brother and I saw that back in 1980 or whenever it aired, and uh, we thought it was the police to be honest with you, but. Uh, we were shocked, and no one really brings up that stunt he did. I watched the rest of the episode, and the pretenders show up and perform four times. So don't worry about the pretenders. And Andy Kaufman, that was about it. You know, he he pretended he was married, he was born again, and he married a, a gospel singer, and they sang a song together. But yeah, that guy was the the pharmacist. Oh, so they're reenacting the racist parts in uh, the jerk one right now. Okay, so that's really interesting you say that. You call it racist, but I don't know. I think he was trying to make a joke. Like, I was born a poor black child. Obviously, he wasn't. He's right. a white person. So that's the joke. I'm not so, sure why it's racist. But, well, no, that's the thing. The, the reason why I think it's so good is that he, he commits to the joke. You know, he actually, you know, the joke is, is in front of us and – that whole speech that the father gives about the difference between shit and Shinola and yeah. then he steps in the shit is classic. Yeah. I and mean, that's really fun. And then, yeah. It's just believable. You know, if Na if our Naven here had done it, 
um, his name's Mark, by the way, he would have exaggeratedly stepped in the poop, you know what I mean? Like, but they wouldn't show it on TV. Or they make a sound effect. What's really TV. weird about race in this movie? They don't say it directly. He never says, I was born a poor black child. Later in the script, he's going to show a picture of his family. He's going to get kicked out of a place for it. But they never talk about why. Interesting. Well, it's, it's TV, I guess. Yeah. They, really, they probably brought it up just because it was in the movie. But Now, his name is Mark Blankfield. Um, and he was in The Incredible Shrinking Woman. You know that one. Um, yeah, I like that one. Really he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights, but who wasn't? Um, and you know how on Fridays. Yes, uh, that's probably where I knew him from. Jekyll and Hyde, uh, Dracula, Dead and Loving It. I mean, he did his stint. You know, he had his fame, but it pretty much went away in the 80s. He did go on to be in, like, he made an appearance in Night Court uh, on the Jamie Foxx show. He made an appearance on Saved by the Bell. Uh, he was on in Arrested Development, which is about the coolest thing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm rewatching it. Yeah. So, so I'll, 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 keep, I'll keep a lookout. We missed. Uh, okay, let's see. What's her name? It's gosh, we missed a famous actress. Um, who, who was in Bullworth, who was in... Eh, it's too late. She's passed now, but... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry to hear my condolences. <laughs> she did die. She died in 2001. Her name's Helen Martin, and she's known for Repo Man in 84 and Death Wish in 74, oh. and she was in House Party 2, and she was in Dr. Hollywood. She's just always, like, the older um, <laughs> grandma-type black lady... Uh, she's pretty much a stereotype, but but I like her. She's she's um she always plays yeah. her role well. By the way, this turkey leg never acted again. This yeah. is it. It got eaten that day. Okay, so <laughs> the big comedic point here is Naven wants to know which track will take him to L.A. And so when he finds out, he starts walking the track. Ah. Uh, ha ha ha. Yeah. See, the thing is, you see how he does it all happy, and I'm proud, and I'm walking. Steve Martin would do it like, like, well, I finally found the track. I don't know. It's believable. <clears throat> all right, now we're hearing a bunch of music played by some hobos, and Naven will be curious about that and go over and try to listen to the music. Hobo to go. Yeah. I bring it to we'll that. I guess. Ray Oh yes, Ray Walston, who's a who's a, Who a, fan of, a a part of this show from Kiss Me Stupid. Remember Dean Martin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was terrific in that. I, I was just trying to think good. of one movie like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Was that around '84 when this came out? Um, he was yeah. Fast Times in Ridgemont High. Wow, look at him go. Nathan's rocking. It's not jumping out at me what year that was. Here it is, 1982. And he was on seven episodes yeah. of Fast Times, the TV series. Mr. Handy. Right. 
We Dude, also know him from this show from O.C. and Stiggs. Yeah, that's right. He's good in O.C. and Stiggs. And he's our Star Trek connection. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I'm going to play the audio because yeah, this is a funny gag, okay? I'm all ears. He goes, what's you got in the basket? And so Naven starts listing all the food, and they start eating it. And he goes, that's my mom's bit, was my mom's biscuits. Ah, he's still listening to them, huh? Wow. Here this we go, here's a joke. Went straight to the bubble. See, he never like gets mad or hey, that's mine. He always rolls with it. Right. Now, I thought this guy on the right was Lamont from Sanford and Son, but it's not. No. Any more food in there? So no, but now they ate it all. But now they're like, "What do you got in the um, briefcase?" And he just lists like clothes and stuff. But then he says cards. He goes, "We play, you know. Do you guys play cards?" He goes, "Oh, we've been known to play, but we play for money." And uh, he goes, "I got money because his father gave him money." He's so stupid, but he's winning. He's winning every hand. I don't remember that in the first one. He never really gambled. That's right. This one, it's like Rain Man. Yeah. Oh, but look, he's giving the money back. Well, he goes, we can't play no more. We got no more money. He goes, whoa, that's because I got all the money. Here you go. My favorite is when you play cards with someone who just does not want to play. And they, like, burn through their money. And they're like, okay, I'm done. And they get on their phone. They're like, no, man, come join us. We want you on the table. No, done. Come on, here, I'll throw you five bucks. Here, I got you five bucks of chips. I'll stick uh-uh. with <laughs> Yeah. I like the guys who lose their money and then keep playing. They're, they're the best. <laughs> they start taking the rings off. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. It's like uh, the problem of being in the 21st century is you don't have a watch on your wrist, so you can't be like, "All right, I'm yeah, gonna hop right. the watch." You gotta leave your Go daughter as a marker. Yeah, right. You show up with like old timey things, like a wristwatch and like a, a glass case. You'd be like, "Okay, I'll, I'll throw in my glass case." Okay. Uh-oh. Suddenly they hear the train coming, and they're like, "It's the special. It's early." So they're all scrambling. So he's like, come on, kid. You want to go see your pen pal in Los Angeles? I didn't really set that up because uh, you said, oh, my God, plot, right? So let me just give you that plot. Yeah. The pen no, no, pal said she, she, the surprise news that she was getting married. Um, and she invited Naven to the wedding. And so that's what this is about. He's trying to go see Marie in Los Angeles. Her name's Marie Van Buren, and she's a woman of wealth, you know, wealthy family, and she's going to marry, like, the Count of Serbia. Listen, I knew she was rich when you said her name had a Vaughn in it. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're not rich, I mean, when I was rich, I, I was Michael von Spiegelman for a while, just so people knew. Like that director, right? Oh my God, Joseph Ed uh, yeah. Sternberg. I still have the, the the DVD box set. I checked that from the library back in uh, February. That makes sense. Yeah, they held on to it, says the library. Yeah, right. When no, things pass, hold on. Unless you, they, yeah, unless well, they actually did do. You sneeze. They locked all the boxes. Really? I don't want this shit. Yeah. I guess I'll watch it again. It's so funny. Like I go to the library like three times a week, and uh, I'll just rent whatever I can, watch it, and return it. And now I have it, so it's like, well, I could, you know, take my time and rewatch it again, and it's not worth it. Uh-oh, things are bad. Nathan's on the roof. Well, they ditched him, you see. They said, throw on your suitcase. They knew the money was on there. And then they pretended that they couldn't reach him. And he's like, oh, guys, looks like we all made it. You know, he's so stupid. So now the we're learning that uh, Diesel, you know, Diesel, our friend Ray Walston, Diesel is going to yeah. meet up with the guys later in Los Angeles because he's going to take Naven for a little tour to a guy named Suicide's Poker Game, and which uh, they're going to put him on Easy Street. So he gives him all the money. He just wants enough money to stake Naven. Now, deer don't come up to you, and Naven is feeding deer. Naven has this thing with animals. They just love him. Huh. Well, yeah, they probably saw the movie, and they said, they were hysterical. Huh. I, here, you could, feed, you could feed us, Mr. Martin. We loved you in the first movie. <laughs> they think it's Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that was like Steve Martin and Carl Reiner made a string of fantastically great comedies. And then they uh, they went their ways. Yeah, yeah. It was a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. And it produced a sequel. Now, that guy's I'm, face, I'm, I first recognized, that's suicide. But I recognized him because he was in um, that movie with, um, oh, gosh. We saw him last time. Who's who's you, the guy from Police Academy who we saw in Burglar? Oh, right. Uh, G.W. Bailey. G.W. Bailey, right. Do you remember the Frisco Kid? Yeah, yeah uh, with Gene Wilder. Right. This guy was one of the bad guys the, that killed – remember they stole his Torah? And, no, not the Torah. They, like, robbed him. And then when he got to San Francisco, he had a um, he had a shootout with them in the street. Remember? Barely. I've seen that movie a couple times too. He was. That's why I recognized his face. Now he was in Rumblefish, uh, which was okay. He was in lots of TV. He was any which way you can. Um, so you might recognize his face there. Yeah, I guess I would. I just don't recognize any of the roles. Like I, maybe he acts so well that I just don't re remember him. And this guy is tripping me out because he looks like my buddy Charles Ezell. So getting a little jazz flashback watching this movie. This this guy, this is suicide uh, himself. He was in the Frisco Kid. He was the guy. Yeah, no, no his buddy there with the, the mouth breather with the beard. Oh, I think okay. he's, yeah, he's yeah. after the table for some reason. He's not in the table anymore. They they swapped out. 
continuity. Oh, there's Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no, she she was an actress, and she's she was in stuff. It just wasn't appealing to me. I didn't even write it down. Gotcha. Yeah, he looks, like, he looks a little like Mickey Burke. What's going on here is, you know, Diesel, you're back. And he goes, well, sit down. He goes, no, no, I learned my lesson with you, suicide. I'm staking Navin. Uh -huh. So it's weird how he keeps bumping into card games in this movie. Right. He goes, well, no, he, he got brought there by Ray, you know, by Diesel, yeah. uh, specifically to beat them. So here we see, like, the passing of time, and, of course, Naven is winning. I'll put on a little audio here, because he laughs. What do you think they're playing? They're not playing Hold'em, right? They're if this playing. movie was made... Uh, or, yeah, but poker back in the day was like five-card draw, right? The Cincinnati Kid, they were playing five-card five stud, which which, I, which is one of the reasons why I love that movie. But they're playing they're playing like just regular old poker, but everyone now plays Hold'em. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em got popular recently. You're right. No. Poker is always a game in which you have your best five cards, and right. there's you you could be dealt dealt seven, it could be five, you could draw once, twice, no draw. You know, it's always a combination yeah. of that. Uh, Texas Hold'em is was, really was, different from the betting. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em. I mean, it's I guess it was easier to play online, but it became a standard, and with the tournaments and a lot of money, that's right. kind of the, the standard. And uh, but you know, people will play kitchen games where it's dealer's choice, and the dealer will say, "We'll play Hold'em, or we'll play five card draw, mm -hmm. or we'll play like the variations, Omaha, whatever, Utah, you know, shit like that." Now this guy looks like Stacy Keach. So it's just funny that, like, it used to be for shorthand for poker, it was always five-card draw, you know. And, like, Cincinnati Kid was five-card stud, which is a really hardcore game. But now well, it's always, like, you just get your five rounder. cards. That's it. Let's bet. Yeah, but that one card, of, that one face-down card can change everything. Yes. You bet five times, you know. Oh, it, maybe I'm of, wrong. More... Uh, I thought stud was uh... – I mean, you bet, but you don't – Okay, so you get to reveal one card at a time. Is that how that works? For five-card stud, yeah. So you get one down and one up, and then you bet. And then there's three more rounds of betting as the other three cards are faced up. Uh, and, you know, you can look at people's cards and go, yeah, unless he gets another king, he's fucked. You know, right. or this guy has an inside straight, which is even more fuckable. But, you know, in seven-card stud, it's two down and one up. So you have a – and you can pick the five out of seven. So it's a little more, you know, lenient. Oh, not even in his face. Yeah. Man, that's suicide. That is suicide. Yeah, you're right. You've seen this before. That is suicide. That's suicide. Does not get cake in that biker? That's suicide. 
So okay, quick, Ray knock Shook over the bikes. True you're... colors, and he's basically abandoning Maven. But Maven's following him. Yeah. Now the um, the poker mall there. She likes Naven, yeah. you know. Don't hurt him. Yeah. So she's gonna come to his you... rescue. Maybe she's an animal in real in a past life. And that's why she has such yeah. a kinship with. Uh... Yeah. Now, while I was watching What's this it? film the first time, I really thought yeah. that she was going to become his girlfriend because that's the way the script was leaning. But that's not what happened at all. Because this is TV, right. and it's sort of like how you describe the dream. 